I'm so glad you're here. If you have your Bible, look to the book of Hebrews, the 13th chapter. I'll read a short verse, verse 8, Hebrews 13 and 8. If you didn't get a bulletin, get one. Find out everything that's happening. Be involved in as many and as much of the activity that we have going on at the great church that you're a part of, First Church. Again, to our guests, please allow us a privilege and meet us in the Guest Welcome Center at the conclusion of the service. We have a gift for you. Want to make a connection because at First Church we believe connect, continue, celebrate. And we're going to experience that. We hope that you'll be a part of that. Hebrews 13 and 8 simply says, Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday and today and forever. I'll read that again. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday and today and forever. I came to preach today for just a few moments from this thought. A never changing God for an ever changing world. A never changing God for an ever changing world. We live in a world that is volatile. We live in a society that is volatile. Who knows what tomorrow holds? I'm glad I know who holds tomorrow and I'm wanting to hold to the hand of the one that holds tomorrow in his hand. If you're thankful for a God that never changes, why don't you go ahead, put your Bible down, your hands together. Somebody shout praise to God. Somebody pour your praise. Do it not because I'm asking you to. Let something get a hold of you that says, I want to give God some praise today. Let somebody start thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you. Let your soul cry out. Come on, go ahead and give him a little more. Let's just keep praising until it feels uncomfortable for those that say, I don't want to pray. I want to praise my God because he's worthy. God's worthy. He's worthy. God's worthy. I give you praise today, Lord. I got an attitude of gratitude. If it wasn't for the Lord who was on my side, I'm so glad I serve a God that cares about me, loves me. He's with me. He's for me. Always beside me. No shadow, no turning. Woo! My, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I said, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's a friend like there is no, he sticks closer than a brother. Is there anybody glad you know Jesus? I kind of think we ought to just give him a little more praise. God, I lift my hands and I lift my voice. I rejoice in you. You can be seated. I'm so glad you're here. What a great looking group that is gathered on this Sunday morning in the sanctuary. We're so happy that you all are here. And I'm thankful that, you know, from Sunday to Sunday, we don't know who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. But I know who's here every Sunday. And that's why I come is because he's here. He's like clockwork. Anybody ever heard that? He's like clockwork, faithful. You can depend upon him. That's the kind of God that we serve. I want somebody to hear what the Spirit is saying to you in this sanctuary, that God is for you, that God is with you, that God is Faithful that a loving God cares so much about you that he knows the number of hairs that are on your head. He knows the details of your dilemma. He knows the serious nature of the circumstance that you're trying to navigate through. And I want somebody to hear what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you. He's right there with you. He's right there for you. The God of glory is with you in this house today to help you, to pick you 
up to turn you around, to set your feet on solid ground in a world that's filled with sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. We have hope today in Him. I want to tell you, we have hope today in Him. Outside of Him, there is no hope. The last couple of days I've just been talking with different people and you know, when you, when you see the world that we are living in, does anybody understand this world is not getting better? I want to tell you, I don't care what party you support or you endorse. There ain't no party out there that can fix the hell that's happening in this world. There is only one. And I ain't talking about a party or a president. I'm talking to you about a God. The one true living faithful God. And He is the only one that can help you out of the hell that's happening in your homes. Deliver you from the difficulty that you're dealing with on a daily basis. He is your help. I don't know if you remember, but there was somebody that got behind this podium or didn't stay there long and preached to you, help is on the way. You need to go look again. It doesn't look like help is on the way, but help is on the way because he is a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. Anybody glad you know Jesus today? Anybody glad you know the great God of glory? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which he has committed unto me and to you against that day. I don't care what the day may say. I got a God that says I'm there. I was in the beginning and I'll be there in the end. I am Alpha and Omega. He is a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. Now, Malachi, you say, oh, we're going to Malachi. You're going to talk on tithe. No, I'm going to tell you that Malachi 3 and 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord. The Lord speaks, and when He speaks, we need to listen. And when he says, I change not, there are no variables. There is no volatility. There isn't something that says, well, I know this is what he said, but I'm not sure if he's going to do what he said. I want somebody to hear what I'm preaching to you today. If Jesus said it, I believe it and it's so. And he doesn't need the I believe it to make it so. All he has to do is say it. And because he said it, I want to believe it because I know that it's so. He is a never changing God in an ever changing world. I am the Lord, I change not. He wants somebody to feel comfort. He wants somebody today to feel assurance. He wants somebody that is dealing with instability to feel stable because he says, I am the Lord, I change not. You see, the psalmist says, forever, O Lord... Thy word is settled in heaven. 
If you're wondering where that's at, that's Psalm 119 and 89. Forever, O Lord. Forever. Does anybody know how long forever is? It's a long, 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 long time. Forever, O Lord. Thy word is settled in heaven. Now, we don't have time to get into everything in Psalm 119. It's a long psalm. But as we look and we follow this line of thought that the psalmist is declaring in verse 89 through 96, I'll just sum it up with a few statements. He says, through the word, that truth, truth doesn't go out of fashion. Anybody know that there are some fashions from back in the day that don't look good today? You go back and you have like a theme party and they they say they want you to dress like the 80s. And you know what that means. And then and I'm I'm thinking the 80s, man, that was what a great era that was. And people are like, how long ago was that? And that's back in the day, you know. I graduated in 85, so I remember the 80s. And some of the fashion. You know what I'm finding out too? Fashions change and they come back around. I figured out I'm just going to start keeping my clothes. I, I do that anyway because I got varying levels of these clothes fit, then these clothes fit, then these clothes fit, and then the accordion, you know, I mean just... Fashion, how many of you know this? Fashion, you, young people need to hear me. I mean, you, y'all look good. And the stuff that you're wearing now, in about 30 or 40 years, it might come back around. Now, it won't, it won't be good in about 5 or 10, but give it 30 or 40, it'll come back around. The size of the tie used to be big, then it went skinny. It's just like back and forth, back and forth. You don't know. Until they tell you. Who's they anyway? You know what I do? I just wear it. And if people say they like it, I try my best to say. If, if it makes my wife happy. The other day, we went to a, a meeting. And I got out of my comfort zone. And I put on a pair of jeans and a sweater. And my wife told me how good I looked. I'm thinking, I need to wear jeans and a sweater more often. They told me that's fashion. And I thought, okay. And then they said, you got to take those jeans and then roll those pants legs up. I'm like, ah, it's too far from me. I'm not going there. My pants legs are staying down. You know what I found? Fashion changes. It goes in and it goes out and it comes back in. But I want to tell you something about truth. Truth never changes. It's not like fashion where it comes in and it goes. Truth is up forever, oh Lord. Thy word is settled in heaven. I don't care what the devil tells you. What the word of God says, it's truth. And you can stand upon the word of God and know that what it said way back then, it still says today and it works. Look at your neighbor and say, the word works. It ain't like fashion. It don't come in and out. It stays true forever. Oh, Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. What else does he say? He says the word, the word is dependable. Does anybody know what I'm talking about when I say dependable? You can count on it. It's like clockwork. You can know that what the word says is true. How many of you are thankful for a God that his word is dependable? Anybody know somebody that their word's not dependable? I didn't say pointed anybody. I said, do you know somebody? Amen. You know somebody that if they tell you it's raining, the best way you can find out is to go outside and see if you get wet. You know what I'm talking about. They are not dependable. 
You cannot count on them to speak truth. I want to tell you something. You can count on Jesus that whatever he says is true because it has been established before the earth was formed forever, O Lord. Thy word is settled in heaven. God's word is dependable. I don't know how you feel about it, but in a world that is getting less and less dependable, I need something in my life that is dependable. And I have found throughout trial and error that the word of God can be depended upon. It can be trusted. I want to talk to somebody today and tell you that he is a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. He wraps this up, this little discourse, by helping us to understand that there are limits. There are limits to everything human. Humans have done amazing things, but every one of us has our limits. Anybody ever heard of a straw that broke the camel's back? It wasn't a straw that broke the camel's back. It was the burden on the back before the straw ever got there. We all have our limits. All of you have your limits. There are some of you that are dealing with some things that you don't know how you're going to make it through. There are circumstances and situations that you're trying to solve and there doesn't seem to be an answer. There doesn't seem to be a solution to the scenario. And it just keeps weighing in. It just keeps weighing in. It keeps closing in. It keeps getting worse and it keeps getting worse. And you don't know whether you're going to be able to buck this thing off. You don't know if you're going to survive this storm. Let me tell you what you need to understand today is that God is forever set that he has already established a pathway out of the problem. He has already delivered a way of escape. God has been there since the beginning. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that was there in your yesterdays and took you through the storm is going to be in your tomorrow when you don't know a way. There seems to be no way. He said, I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Because I am the way. The same God that was the way yesterday is the way today and will be the way tomorrow. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm trying to tell somebody that he is a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. This world can't make up its mind. Anybody know that the world is filled with fickle people? They say one thing one day, and then they say another thing the next. What they used to be, they aren't anymore. You know, we're, it's getting worse and worse. We're letting people, we're letting people decide what they are. Oh, now everybody's paying attention. Oh, okay. That ain't the way it used to be. And I can tell you, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. But that ain't, that ain't the way it is. It is that now, now hear what I'm telling you today. Now they're putting litter boxes. You can't bring your pets to school, but you can come as a pet. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about a world that is volatile. It's changing. 
And that's the way it is today. But who knows what it will be tomorrow. It depends on the fickle politicians that are making policy. And the interest groups that support them with money to make them do what they do. Did you know that the love of money is the root of all evil? I ain't never had enough money to love it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We live in a world that is changing continuously. Now I looked up some things and I looked it up on my handy dandy phone. You know, these things change too. How many of you noticed that your phone quits working about every time they get a new one come out? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just kind of side note there, Sister Laura. You know what I'm figuring? The only thing that ain't changing is red lights. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to just share with you some of the things that I found, if I can read them. How many of you, you know what it's like to get a Happy Meal? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, they have adult Happy Meals. Did you know that? They have adult Happy Meals. They didn't have adult Happy Meals when I was a kid because my mom and dad weren't happy to get me a Happy Meal when they had to get them a whatever that great value meal was back in the day, and it wasn't much of a value. Did you know what Did you know what a hamburger meal cost in the 1930s? Anybody got to guess what a hamburger meal cost? In the, 12 cents for a hamburger meal. Then by the time it got to 1980, you talk about the good decade, the 1980s. The 19, back in the day, a hamburger meal was 99 cents in the 80s. And then by the time it got to 2013, it was $4.68. And 2018, somehow it dropped down to $4.32. Last night I went to Taco Bell. That was my first mistake. (laughs) And the only thing I eat at Taco Bell, if you eat the meat or what they call meat at Taco Bell, you probably deserve what you get, if you know what I'm saying. I got me a cheese quesadilla. I said, I'd like a cheesecake quesadilla. They said, you want some sauce on it? I said, yeah, whatever you put on there is great. But I'd also like to have some avocado ranch. And so they said, okay, your total is six oh eight. Are you kidding me? For a cheese quesadilla, $6.08. It's insanity. It's crazy. Things change. You can't, you can't get, I mean, think about how many hamburger meals I could get in the 30s for $6.08. For those of you that are math geniuses, figure that out and tell me after church. Okay, then let's see. How many of you know what a loaf of bread costs in the 30s? It costs nine cents. I remember somebody testifying, Sister Lula Bell, that back in the day when gas was a dime a gallon, that you didn't have a dime to get a gallon of gas. And you want to just say, thank God that you got the money to get the gas, whatever gas costs today. And you want to know if that's going to change? You can rest assured it's going to change. When it's time to vote, they'll drop it down about a quarter and then they'll put it back up there. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Falling prices is what they say at Walmart. You know why they fall? Because they got them so high they can let them come down. Got a plug for Walmart, so now that's a commercial the other way. So you decide whether you want to go there or not. Loaf of bread, nine cents in the 30s. Does anybody know what a loaf of bread costs today? It's over $2 is what they're saying here. Gallon of gas, 10 cents in 1930s. I can't believe you remember that far back. 10 cents in the 1930s, and now you know what gas is. I can check on my handy-dandy. Do you know how cool it is? I got this little app that I can go, and every Monday I can push the gas pedal, and it tells me whether I get 5, 10, or sometimes 20 points. And do you know what happens whenever I get 100 points? That means I spend 100 gallons. I bought 100 gallons of gas. Do you know what they'll do? They'll take a dime off of my purchase. Not my entire purchase, only up to 20 gallons. 
And I feel so good about it when I get that dime off. It's, in, it's insane. It's crazy. It's where we are. How many of you know that things change? I don't. You want to talk about a price of a new home? Do you know what you could get a new home for back in the 1930s? $3,845 for a new home. We're not even going to talk about what a new home costs. I don't want people getting depressed. Understand what I'm saying is that we live in an ever-changing world. We live in an ever-changing world. It's crazy how much things cost now. How many of you have gone to the grocery store and you spend 50 bucks and it can fit in one small Walmart sack? Is there anybody that feels what I'm feeling right now? And I wish that was the only thing that was changing. But I want you to hear what I'm preaching to you today, parents and grandparents and young people and children. The moral compass of the day is sickening. What people seem to think is okay is not okay. They definitely do not use something that is constant to judge their compass by. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And now people are deciding day by day what's right, what's wrong, and what they're indifferent about. You want to know when evil flourishes? When good men and women do nothing. I say today that it's time we understand that there is something that is so valuable. There is something that is so needed and necessary. That there is something that we desperately must have. And that is a constant in an ever-changing world. We need a baseline. We need something to make decisions by. You know people make decisions based on how they feel. Do you know how dangerous that is? People make decisions based on by what, what they want in the moment. Do you know how dangerous it is to make decisions based on what you want and what you feel? It's scary. We're living in an ever-changing world. We're living in an ever-changing world. How many of you know the hot topic is abortion? You want to know why so many people showed up at the polls? They showed up because of that particular issue. And they're making decisions based upon what they want and based upon what they feel, not based upon the Word of God. It's real quiet when we start talking about this. You want to know why? Because right now your flesh is rearing its old ugly head and saying, ain't nobody going to tell me. That's exactly our problem. Our flesh wants to dictate and determine our destiny. And if that happens, you're headed to hell. Say, Pastor, you're getting really firm in this. Yes, I'm getting firm in it because we live in such a wishy-washy generation. It's time for us to stand strong and the only way we can stand strong is to stand on the Word of God. It's the only thing that's stable, constant, and won't change. How many of you know that I'm preaching to you about a never-changing God and an ever-changing world? I'm telling you today, you desperately, you desperately need a constant, a consistent, a faithful, a dependable. 
The only thing that meets all of those criteria is our Savior and His Word. You see, Jeremiah, the old weeping prophet, he tells us in the sixth chapter, and I'll read a few verses there, that we are being manipulated by the adversary from the least of them even unto the greatest of them everyone is given to covetousness and from the prophet even unto the priest everyone dealeth falsely now you talk about painting a picture of a generation that we live in friend this is painting a picture of the generation that we live in they have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly saying peace peace when there is no peace Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall at the time that I shall visit them. They shall be cast down, saith the Lord. And then verse 16 says, thus saith the Lord. Stand ye in the ways. Stand ye in the ways. See and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way, and ye shall find rest. Do you know why many, many people, so many people today are being deceived, led astray? It's because they are not seeing and asking for the old paths wherein is the good way. And they're tired. And they're weary. How many of you know that sleep deprivation is something that you don't need to have when you're trying to make important, significant decisions? How many of you know that Satan steals, he steals so much of our sleep? You say, I just thought I ate the wrong thing. That could have been what the problem was, but there's a lot of things that aren't related to the things that you're eating. It's related to the God that you're serving. Satan is trying to mess with your mind. I want to remind you what his agenda is. I'm trying to help somebody today. I want to talk to you today about a God that never changes despite the fact that the world changes continuously. You need to hear what the word of the Lord is saying to you today. It says, you shall find rest for your souls. I want to tell you what one of the biggest problems of the church today is we're dealing with weariness. Though the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. If you faint not. But when you get so weary and you get so sleep deprived and you get so down and you get so depressed that you don't know where to go and you don't know what to turn to, you start looking here, you start looking there, you go to the doctor and they put medicine in you that alters your mind. You see, oh my God, Pastor, what are you doing? I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to tell you today that we need to understand the importance of the Word of God, the foundational truths of the Word of God, and understand that they never change. Never. Never. No matter how you feel. No matter what you want. No matter how tired. No matter how weary. No matter how depressed. They never change. Anybody know what I'm preaching today? A never-changing God in an ever-changing world. See and ask for the old paths, wherein is the good way, and ye shall find rest for your soul. 
trying to make it Sunday to Sunday. I don't know how you're doing it, friend. I want you to know, I got to have Wednesday. I need to get here. I, I, I need to have the middle of the week. I can't run on empty. And if I'm trying to make it from Sunday to Sunday, my God, help us today. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to pastor just now. Preach. I want somebody to hear what I'm telling you. If you think you can make it in this world without God, you are sadly mistaken. You've got to have God. And you need to access that stronghold and that strength as often as possible. Anybody ever hear, anybody ever heard or said, I'm just too busy? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not just talking about Wednesday night. I'm talking about, how many of you know somebody that's busy? Anybody know somebody that's busy? If there, is there anybody that knows somebody that's not busy? Because I'm trying to figure out if I know somebody that's not busy. Weary, tired, distressed, dealing with difficulty, circumstance, situation, the battlefield with the mind. They said, We don't want to walk in that. We love, we love not knowing what tomorrow holds. We love dealing with our depression. We enjoy dealing with our oppression. We're we're just living the dream, trying to chase the almighty dollar. We're just trying to, how many of you know the eyes of a man are never satisfied? I'm not preaching that. That's what the Bible says. The eyes of a man are never satisfied. It doesn't matter how much you get, you'll always want more. In case you wonder if I'm preaching good, I'm preaching good because everything I'm preaching is in that book. I'm not getting out of the book because it's dangerous outside the book. You ain't looking at no fool. I know better than to get out of that book and I know best to stay in that book because that book has been forever settled in heaven. I know that humanity is going to fail you because of our frailty, but I know a God that will never fail you because he is the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. I am the Lord. I change not. I'm going to see and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? You shall find rest for your soul. How many of you remember a day before we had these things here? Did anybody remember that? Can you go that far back? How many of you can go back with me and you remember when you wanted to call somebody, you had to go eight, nine, two, four, three, oh. That was my number back in the day. Sister Shay knew that number. (laughs) Not everything changes, baby. Sometimes it gets better. Man, I'm feeling something right now. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that we wouldn't be better without these bad boys right here. Because can this do a lot of good? Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you something else. It can do a lot of bad. You know what? I'm thinking about this and I'm thanking God that when I was a teenager, I didn't have one of these. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody right now. There are some things that we're putting in the hands of our kids. We wouldn't give them a loaded gun and let them put it in their playpen. No way. But we'll give them something worse. I feel like I might be pastoring a little bit instead of preaching today. So I'm going to preach on and pastor on and tell you that we need to be cautious and careful 
putting into our children's hands something that is always changing and continuously manipulating evil's agenda. So, oh my God, he's preaching against cell phones. I'm not preaching against cell phones. I'm preaching about principles. Establishing principles based upon something that doesn't change. I'm preaching today about a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. See and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? Find rest for your soul. How many of you know there are people that are doing things because they feel powerless to the wave? They feel powerless. I'm going to tell you something about power and the source. When you talk about a stream that flows with power, do you know what causes that stream? Elder Casey, do you know what causes that stream of water to flow with force? It's the boundaries that are set. Narrow boundaries causes there to be much more force. Wide boundaries... It just, we need power. I'm going to talk to you young people. You need power. I'm going to talk to moms and dads. You need power. I'm going to talk to grandma and grandpa. You need power. You don't get power from wide boundaries. Narrow boundaries produce power. You know, there's some things that we let our kids do that 30 years ago you'd have said never. I said we, don't look at me like that. You see, I'm preaching today about a never changing God in an ever changing world. I don't know how you feel, but I don't want to look like the world. I don't want to act like the world. I don't want to be like the world. And I don't want to have my destiny being what the world's destiny is. I want my feet firmly planted on Christ, the solid rock I stand on. I want to say it again. All other ground is sinking sand. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to know that you are a never. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But they said, we will not walk therein. We want to walk with a path that has not been trod down. We want to follow a way that leads. Did you know the Bible says that broad is the way? That leadeth unto death and destruction. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Power comes from narrow boundaries. It's not an easy thing. Nobody ever said this was going to be easy, friend. I want somebody to hear what I'm telling you right now. If you're trying to live for God easy, that's hard. I'm going to say that again. If you're trying to live for God easy, that's hard. You want to live for God easy? Try living for God hard. That's easy. Because then the path is presented. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Anybody ever tried to walk in the dark and it hurts your shin? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Help us, Lord, because there are so many obstacles in the way 
when we're trying to walk in a dark day. When you try to walk in darkness without the lamp and the light, it ends worse than a bruised shin. You see, I heard somebody say not long ago, we don't preach about heaven and we don't preach about hell. I want you to know, I believe there's a heaven and just as sure as there's a heaven, there's a hell. And you're going to one of the two places. You know what makes that determination? You. The choices that you make. Trying to present the possibility today that you need a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. I'm going to conclude with this. I felt as I was presenting this as passionately as I possibly can that there are some people that are here today that you need the word that's being shared. You need what God is speaking to you. I want to tell you the reason why this was spoken to you was not to condemn you. Don't misinterpret the message. This message is not a message of condemnation. This is a message that is intended to convict you to say, I've got to start putting my utmost confidence in God. I've got to start making decisions, daily decisions, daily life decisions based upon one thing, the only thing that is not changing. I've got to establish a baseline. And I've got to know in whom I have believed and be persuaded that he is able. I want somebody to understand that why God is dealing with you today is because he loves you. I remember, I remember, I remember my mom and dad when they would put the board of education to the seat of knowledge. And when they were done, they would say, that's because I love you. And my hind end did not feel much loved. Does anybody hear what I'm talking about? Now, I, I don't, I'm, I'm hoping that's not too plain, but I'm just going to tell you that when I was like, ouch, I wasn't feeling the love. But then I learned, I learned that love produced the need to help educate So that when I was tempted to do what I'd done before, they knew what it would cost me. And they did what they had to do to keep me from doing what I did, knowing the price that I was unaware of. I want to be as clear as I possibly can today and tell you that the wages of sin is death. But... The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So today when I preach to this great group of people that have come to First Church on this Sunday morning now, afternoon. I'm preaching to you out of love and telling you that I want everyone here. Not one among us do I want to spend an eternity in hell. But I know the risks. I know the pitfalls. The older I get, the more I see that this world is not my home. I'm just traveling through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I want the angels to beckon me from heaven's open door. Because I'm just not feeling at home in this world anymore. It's getting worse. It's volatile. It's wishy-washy. It's sinking sand. And I would go as far to tell you today, it's 
quicksand. The more you try to figure it out and move, it's going to cause you to sink even quicker. The only thing that you better put your confidence in is the Word of God because it's forever settled in heaven. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Never changing God in an ever changing world. The choice is yours. The world that changes and fluctuates or something as firm as the foundation of the truth of God's word. Stand with me if you would. And please consider, please consider the cost of the decision that you will make. It's already been made mention. There's heaven and there's hell. And the decisions that you make based upon the word that has been shared will, in effect, determine your destiny and where you'll spend eternity. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Pastor preached today a never-changing God in an ever-changing world. Which one do you want? Do you want a God that never changes? Or do you want a world that's scary, it's volatile, it's wishy-washy at best, it's quicksand? The choice is yours. For those of you that are of an age that you make choices, I strongly encourage you today to select my Savior who through the love that He has, the compassion that He has, the comfort of His Word, the faithfulness of the Father is reaching for you in this house. Heads bowed, eyes still closed. If you're here today and you need you need a never-changing God. I just want you to slip your hand up and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need a God that will not change in a world that's wishy-washy. I want to ask everybody that lifted your hand, will you just come to this altar right now? Don't think about it. Make your way to the altar right now. And at this altar, you will find what's there every time you come. A God that will not, cannot change. A God that is faithful, dependable, loving, caring, considerate and kind come find the help that you need in the God that we serve he is a never changing God in an ever changing world come find the help the hope the healing it's here it's available why don't you access the opportunity to find the help that you need in here I need you today to be a never-changing God in an ever-changing world.